Hi, I'm Staff Sergeant Brian Schroeder. And I'm Leanna Machino, and we'd like to welcome you to the very first episode of the OK Guard Show. So the OK Guard Show is a new podcast that is meant to inform and entertain our Guard family about everything going on inside and outside of the Guard. Some of the topics we'll discuss are things like financial management, uh, toxic leadership, as well as a segment next month on tornado safety. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is hashtag OKGuard. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. In honor of Women's History Month, we sat down with three of our very own women who made history in the Oklahoma Army National Guard. And personally, I thought that interview went extremely well. It was very interesting. It's very interesting. I thought that the three of them had a really good conversation about what it is to be a female leader and coming up through the ranks uh, in their uh, respective rank. It was very inspirational for me. So after the show, if you have any questions of them specifically, please contact us. Use the hashtag OKGuard, and we'd be happy to reach out to them, and they can get those answers to you. All right, so let's uh, jump into the first episode. All right. Today we're talking with Command Sergeant Major Shelley Haynes, Chief Warrant Officer 5 Rosemary Masters, and Brigadier General Cynthia Tinkham, all of whom are the first females in their respective ranks and have made history within the Oklahoma Army National Guard. Have you all worked together for most of your career? Yeah, I would say so. in and out for especially the last decade. Yeah, we, we've both mm -hmm. been in the HR field and mm -hmm. worked together quite a bit. And of course with Shelley, Sergeant Major mm -hmm. Haynes, we, uh, always worked around each other. Yes. Maybe not directly in the same chain of command, but always mm -hmm. coordinating her being in ops or being out in the field and us being in personnel. We work together a lot. And we recently just um, re worked on a working group for mm -hmm. the 20th annual dedication to the Women's Memorial in D.C. where yeah. we took yeah, a bunch right. of airmen and guardsmen to mm -hmm. uh, D.C. to um, capstone that's 20th anniversary for the I, women's memorial i remember seeing the coverage of that can you guys talk i know it's not a part but can you guys talk about how that was <gasps> we could talk all day about that yes that, um, i had a moment yeah. there let me tell you because uh, some of us were there at the very beginning 20 years ago mm -hmm. when they built the memorial and uh, i remember the national guard sent a plane full of soldiers mm -hmm. and, uh, and and airmen, airmen. yeah and airmen and uh, it was an amazing trip to be part of that history from the opening and then going back 20 years later and actually seeing our pictures were up. Right. I mean, we were pointing each other out and it's like, wow, of course, much younger. <laughs> it was a defining moment 20 years ago or mm -hmm. now 21 or 22. But um, mm -hmm. for me, I was a captain and it was just a defining moment for me to see other female veterans from every era. Um, and it really inspired you. And then to go mm -hmm. back 20 years later, it was almost like a rededication, you know, right. of, okay. And, you know, it brought you back to that and kind of re-inspired me. So yeah. it was special. It was very special. I was so glad we got to take some people that hadn't gone 20 years mm -hmm. ago, some of the younger mm -hmm. folks that are following us, that like us, you know, we were captains. Mm -hmm. What were you at the time? I was an E-5 sergeant. Yeah. But I, so. think, I think the second time, though, actually felt like, I was part of history now. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, I didn't get that same feeling. It was like, oh, what are we going to see? What's this about? And women before us, it was it was fascinating to me. But now, to actually see right. yourself in the museum was just, yeah. to it, see. it was a moment. Yeah, to moment, know yeah. now that we're the role models. Right. right. You know, yeah. like those that when we went 20 years ago, seeing all them women and 
and being so inspired by them, by them. And now here we are with, you know, higher ranking and older, yeah. yes. wiser, I hope. Much and, older. And then we have all these younger uh, airmen and uh, soldiers looking yeah. at us mm -hmm. and listening to us and our mm -hmm. stories. We probably told a hundred stories. Right. right. It was awesome. Wasn't and it? it gave all those individuals, because I didn't even know it at the time, but, you know, there's a website that you can go uh -huh. and log all your yes. history. And so you could actually go in to the museum and plug in your name and it would pull up your history of what you put on to the website. Yeah. And so a lot of the soldiers that we took there that uh, that weekend, mm -hmm. they yeah. ended up doing that and registering and yeah. getting into the database. Wow. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Which is neat because you could have family visiting D.C. and you could tell them, oh, if you go in the Women's uh, Military mm -hmm. uh, Museum, you can look me up. And, uh, right. So yeah. it's pretty special. I had some NCOs come back from that. and. Uh, approaching me later they were so excited they were sharing their pictures and their stories and I had another soldier come up to me and say how do I get on that trip next year and I said well it was the 20th anniversary I said but I encourage you to plan a trip and go anytime make a trip to DC when you go to DC lots of people go across the nation to go visit and sightsee and I said but you've got to go by that memorial and um, so I think it did a lot for a lot of women to have some pride and know that there's a place to go and read about our history. There are both men and women that you meet that just naturally stand out, that you're like, that person is going somewhere. Um, you all working with each other, did, did you all feel that way about each other? You're just running across working and doing whatever, maybe in the field or in the office or whatever, and you thought, they're going to go somewhere. Absolutely. I'm going to jump out here right now because these two, how am I sitting at the table with both of these two is just amazing to me. Um, I haven't worked directly with Sergeant Major, but again, her and I have had the opportunity to work closely together for years, but I've known both of them um, most of my career just because they do stand out. Um, her ability to take care of soldiers, she invests in soldiers like no one else I've met. Uh, when you walk into a meeting with her, uh, she's very quick to, because she knows everything about her soldiers. And she's, uh, she's a, a, a true soldier's champion, is how I would describe Sergeant Major, because she's in there fighting for their schools and for their promotions, and she knows the regulations. She's, she's no one's fool. She, mm. she knows what she's bringing to the table, and she's in there. So she's always impressed me for her commitment and loyalty to her soldiers. And then the general here, let me tell you, <laughs> if you want to talk about someone's drive and work ethic, and I watched her probably at one of her most difficult times in her career because I saw her um, go to war college, be the G1, which that job's enough by itself, and also be in command at the RTI. She had like three different jobs all at the same time. And I thought, how does she know whether she's coming or going? Uh, but her work ethic was one that I felt like I couldn't do anymore. And I watched them, you know, really load her up with a lot of responsibility. And uh, I've never seen a female with that much responsibility before in my career, ever. Um, yeah, so that was a lot. <laughs> I had yeah. this one working for me as one of my branch chiefs. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple other, I mean, several branch chiefs under me that, that helped carry my load and yeah. and I couldn't have done it without that so there's yeah. that to be said and Chief Thank Masters you. just eludes you know compassion oh, and yeah. care yeah. for the soldier I mean you absolutely she's 
completely approachable. Um, she's and sorry, you know, she is a subject matter kind. expert. Yeah. She knows everything well, there is to know um, about what she's doing at that time. Um, but she has that genuine care for soldiers, and you absolutely can see it and hear it in her voice when she mm -hmm. speaks. Thank you, sorry, and, you're, you're, yeah. sweet. you're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, Gerald Tinkham, like she said, um, we hadn't worked a whole lot together, but she was uh, my senior raider um, mm -hmm. when I started in recruiting and retention and worked on some working groups together. Um, but absolutely, everyone still, even without working directly with them, can see the sheer volume of mm -hmm. load that she was carrying mm -hmm. during that, especially that time, that how do they do it? I mean, how can they do that? Um, and I know many soldiers who's worked with the uh, General Tinkham, mm -hmm. and everyone has said, you know, she's very fair, she's honest, mm -hmm. she has that um, respect, even at mm -hmm. the lowest level, for every soldier uh, in her command, in, mm -hmm. in the Guard. So, Well, what I'd say about these two, because when you hear their name, you know, it's always, they have such credibility, and it's based on, first, they're extremely professional. I mean, look at them, the military bearing, everything they do as a soldier, it's top-notch, the highest standards. Um, but also the competence that they both have in their respective job fields. I mean, HR professional extraordinaire for the Oklahoma Guard and for the National Guard. She could, she could go anywhere in the Army and, and be a CW-5. Thank you. And she's just absolutely, and same with Shelly, she, operations and, and being mm -hmm. that NCO. I mean, they reach mm -hmm. these ranks because they are extremely competent. I mean, they they exceed their peers in their, their fields. And uh, that's what I've always appreciated about them. When you know that you're going to get great quality advice and assistance through these two. Everybody knows it. You say their name and, oh, yeah. But you see, it's statements like that that drive and inspire us because when people do put their trust in you, you want to live up to it. You want to be, now I've got to be that expert. She thinks I'm an expert. I've got to be an expert. You know what I mean? So it's statements like that. I think over the years, as you're given more responsibility, boy, you want to really know that um, people put the trust in the right people and you don't want to be the weak link. Right. You don't want to be the one that lets the team down, male or female, doesn't matter. You want to be seen as a soldier that they can trust. Hey soldier, you hungry? Looking for something that's gonna hit the spot? Maybe something exotic? Something gushing with mediocre flavor? Might we suggest meals ready to eat? MREs are the top meal choice for every soldier and airman in the Oklahoma National Guard. Dive into a delicious beef teriyaki, or the favorite of this podcast, rib-shaped barbecue patty. Mmm, just like mommy used to make. If you're in the mood for breakfast, why not try the uncomfortably exquisite MRE omelet? As a vegetarian, I can confidently go into the field knowing I won't have to eat the MREs with meat. I know there will be a pile of vegetarian MREs that nobody else wants, so I always have plenty to choose from. They are packed full of sugar instead of meat, so I have tons of energy for an hour, and sugary treats that I can trade for somebody else's lemon poppy seed pound cake. So the next time you feel a grumbly in your tumbly, pick up an MRE. Our satire advertisements do not imply endorsement. All three of you have made history. 
uh, as, a, as a female in the military with the Oklahoma Army National Guard. And we have all three, we have an enlisted, we have the chief warrant officer, and we have the officer, commissioned officer. So being a part of women's history, knowing that you are a part of it, now we touched, about it, touched on it when you were uh, discussing the Women's Museum in, in DC, but what does that mean to you that you are in the history books? Personally, I mean, on an individual basis, I'm still getting my head around it. I guess. Yeah. Um, let, uh, <laughs> she was the first. newest rank. She's had it for a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think it is actually an awesome responsibility. Um, when I when I first made um, command sergeant major, I didn't think of it in terms of that I was doing anything out of the ordinary or extraordinary. Um, but since then, I have come to find out that being the first uh, CSM has really an awesome responsibility mm -hmm. that I didn't realize when I took over. Um, because I have many soldiers, and it's male and female, that have come to me and said, you know, hey, I really look forward to, you know, look up to you and want to do what you did and how did you get there and they're always asking me advice I mean people that I've never met before they stop me and they come talk mm -hmm. to me or wow I've never seen a, sar a command sergeant major female before mm -hmm. you know I mean it's right. it's very overwhelming it's humbling mm -hmm. it's like I did not know I was viewed in that manner right. you know what I mean I mean it's right. it is a little bit strange and overwhelming mm -hmm. to be quite honest mm -hmm. yeah you, you don't quite it's like an out-of-body experience you don't see yourself as others perceive you exactly yeah I, I get the whole humbling piece uh, so much yeah I, I felt that when when people started making a big deal about it I thought it's not a big deal but it is mm -hmm. uh, and I know that you know where we didn't have other females in those role models for us um, that responsibility that you feel now I know now you know, some people think, oh, you've arrived, you made the rank, almost kind of like you're done. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the opposite of how I feel. Because I feel like... You have to prove more. Yes, yeah. yes, you have to prove more, but prove also worthiness. I have this sense of urgency because I know this is the twilight of my career. I joined in 1988, that was 30 years ago. I'm at the end of my career. Mm -hmm. I, we're old. <laughs> you don't make these ranks right. young. You have to stay in the military in order to hit these ranks. You know, it's it, it's not given to young people. You have to earn it and spend the time and invest that time in. You have so to I, endure a lot. Yes. Yeah. And so I feel like now, okay, I'm in the twilight. I'm at the end of my career. I have very little time left to make an impact, to give back, to invest in others. To make a difference, so I gotta hurry up. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. I feel like I can't quit now. I've got so much to do in just a little bit of time. Right, yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah, oh, no. a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody who thought this was gonna be, oh, kick back and mm -hmm. you know, you're yeah. a GO now, you're a general. Mm -hmm. You know, as I've had some busy jobs, mm -hmm. right. but now I'm like, I am so like just excited because yeah. there's so many things that I want to do and mm -hmm. and get involved in yeah. from this 
level in, in this new role. So and I, mm-hmm. I think responsibility, mm-hmm. but uh, Sergeant Major said that's that's a key word too, feeling that responsibility to leave yeah. our legacy of you know how we want others to follow us right. and mm-hmm. have the opportunities that we have and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a woman in history that you aspire to be like? Ooh, aspire to be like? I don't know. Oh, well, we were talking earlier about you know, when you look for historical figures, females, mm-hmm. they usually you have to stop and think. Right. You know, like, oh. Whereas, you know, we don't have to do that with others, but um, I would say Eleanor Roosevelt is someone who's mm-hmm. very inspirational for females. Everything she did in her life, being in the public eye, but also just taking that and using it to do so much for other people. But then I would look on the military side, looking for military role models would be someone like uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth, a pilot mm-hmm. from the Army that uh, was shot down and um, ended up losing a leg, I think both legs. But she uh, continued on in her public service, is now a senator from Illinois in Congress. And, and I just think I, every time I hear her speak, you know, mm-hmm. she's just phenomenal at that, at inspiring me as, not only as a military officer, but just as a, a woman in general. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, we've all uh, read books and studied military history, and, and it's amazing to hear of other women that have went before us uh, and made history. Um, but I think also that sometimes uh, people that inspire you don't have to outrank you and actually be in the history books. And um, I know for me personally, when we were preparing for a deployment to Afghanistan, I had a soldier much junior to me um, that was basically trying to get in shape for the deployment, and she lost close to 40 pounds because her goal was to beat me on the run. And I kept telling her, why are you letting this old lady beat you? You know, you and her goal and watching her set that goal and over the year getting faster and faster And the day she beat me on the run. I just wanted to cry with her, you know, and just, I was so proud of her and she inspired me so much and I, I didn't let her beat me. She beat me fair and square, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was like, you know, and, and so, but uh, she really inspired me in how she attacked her goal and, and um, just the camaraderie she built within our team. And I thought she's a leader and she doesn't even know it. And she really inspired me. I just can't say enough about her. So, and and to watch her achieve so much, and she did really well, and went on to do good things. So, yeah, and and, yeah. and talking about uh, others that are just in the military and mm-hmm. kind of help pave the way, and women in history help pave the way for um, positions that we're in now. Um, I'd be remiss not to mention that um, Sergeant Major Laura Feeney was actually the first Sergeant Major in the Oklahoma Army National Guard. I remember her. Mm -hmm. And then they're followed by Sergeant Major, retired Linda Rose Evans. Um, So both of those actually achieved, you know, something that probably didn't get publicized Mm -hmm. um, as much as Mm -hmm. say this, Mm -hmm. this is because we didn't have the social media Mm -hmm. um, and podcasts and you know, YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff going on. But I really think it's important to say, you know, both of them achieved a first and paved Mm -hmm. the way for me Mm -hmm. um, in today's guard. To make it to CSM. That's correct. Yeah, command sergeant Command sergeant major. Yeah, Yeah, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So as 
your goals as female leaders leading both men and women, what, what are they? What are your goals? Well, I mean, I don't think my goal is any different than any other person in the Guard. I don't think it has to do mm -hmm. with, you know, male or female. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you want to, you know, rally your team behind you. Right. Um, you want to communicate effectively. You want to, um, you know, uh, just lead by example. Yeah, lead by example. Be a positive role model. Take care of resources. I mean, you know, none of us recognize success often. You yeah, know, right. We're not yeah, looking at important. a, you know, a leader as a leader. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had both. We've had female leaders, male leaders. I don't distinguish a good leader based on that. Um, so that's, I think, all three mm -hmm. of us are like that. Is we just want to be good leaders. And as far as goals, it's like any other leader should have. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to stay inspire. Yeah, you mm -hmm. want to inspire others, but you want to remain flexible, adaptable. And you want to live up um, to the standards that the military set. And being leaders, you know, uh, we're loyal to the organization, but we want to earn that respect. We don't demand it. We, mm -hmm. we want to earn it and be worthy of it. And so that means being well-read, having a strong work ethic, coming in, doing the right thing. Um, and we want to inspire others. Um, so I think that's, that's important. How important is it to have that diversity? I think it's extremely important because, one, let's just realize that human nature, sometimes you need to see someone like you uh, there in uniform. I know recruiters had taken me to high schools before saying mm -hmm. they want to see a female in uniform. Uh, and I thought, why is that important? But it, it is important so that others can see that they too can serve. Right. And I think um, our nation needs men and women to step mm -hmm. up. These are hard jobs that require um, loyalty and commitment, unlike maybe many other professions that you could mm -hmm. choose in your life. Um, and so we need uh, all of the population to support our nation, mm -hmm. both genders. So too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for so many years, I think we, we say things like, Oh, women just don't have the propensity to serve in the military. I've probably said it too in the last few years of why our numbers remain low. Or, oh, we were always so heavy on combat arms and they couldn't be in combat arms. That's why we're so low. Well, we have a lot of other jobs, even in our state, that females could, could enlist into. So um, I think we need to quit um, using that mm -hmm. to rationalize why we're not recruiting and retaining mm -hmm. female soldiers and airmen. Um, because we're selling ourselves short and we're selling them short because females have the propensity to serve whether it's in the military it's in public service um, civil service whatever it may be just like any other American they have a desire to serve their country their state their community the military has always been a great vehicle for people who need to step out of their circumstances mm -hmm. and get education, whatever benefits there might be, but also yeah. just a career. It's done that for so many people of all walks of life. And, um, and it's, you know, it could be the same for females. So I, I want to stop saying that because I know it's not true, but um, there are so many jobs we have and they need to aspire. And I say females do, females do have a propensity to serve in the military. 
or in any organization where they know they're going to be treated with dignity and respect, mm -hmm. they're going to be treated fairly, and they're going to be allowed the opportunity to develop and pursue their goals and contribute. Mm -hmm. So that's my soapbox. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well said. So we'll, we'll wrap with a fun one of, is there anything that you all would like to add? Okay. Uh, no, I think we just feel very fortunate that we get to share, you know, our career, what, what our story of how we got here, but also to just share that and uh, be an inspiration and do what we can to uh, maybe, uh, you know, be a role model and inspire others. So this has been a great opportunity for us. Not all three of us aren't, you know, really seeking that attention and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's been, uh, but I think we're all embracing it and we, we mm -hmm. do appreciate it. I agree. I think it's incredibly humbling, like you said, and mm -hmm. um, I think others just need to accept the challenge and stay in the military mm -hmm. long enough uh, to see those promotions come along and, and serve in that way. And I'm just so incredibly grateful to this organization in particular um, because it has given me, uh, when you see what I came from mm -hmm. and where I am today, it's given me an education and training and brought me to a place where I truly believe the military has brought the very best me forward. And I don't know of any other organization that would have asked so much of me. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the OK Guard Show. We appreciate any feedback that you might have, so please reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter with our hashtag OKGuard. Okay and if there are any topics that you would like us to discuss, let us know and we'd be happy to incorporate that. Also, remember that this podcast is a once a month deal. So every third Wednesday of the month, the podcast will be released. So the next one is April, April 17th. 17th. Yeah. And that topic will be tornado safety, which is the perfect time to get your house ready and prepared and know what to do during tornado season. So. All right. Yeah. That's all we have. We'll see you next time. The OK Guard Show is produced by the Oklahoma National Guard Public Affairs Office. Any mention of products or brands does not imply endorsement. All guests on the show are volunteers in an effort to inform and educate members of the Oklahoma National Guard, their families, retirees, potential recruits, and the community.